This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Wait. One, one hello. Only one hello what, what, for the it's, new it's, year? Wah, wah. It's, a sad, it's a sad hello um, for a lot of reasons. I mean, we haven't been together for a little bit. And I, I know. I know you were confronted last week by a listener who wanted to know what your reactions were to my uh, meltdown. I think that's what he called it. Uh, about the Steelers in the last episode that wasn't supposed to happen but did happen. And he told me, the same listener told me, uh, he laughed for 25 minutes listening to me. <laughs> so thank you for feeling my pain. He, la- uh, he laughed at you. He laughed at yes. Well, I was the only one on the podcast, right. so he was laughing at Wait, me. Wait, but uh, so I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't hear any of this So I, because I don't listen to uh, the he, podcast. He doesn't listen. He, well, and he doesn't listen to the ones he's not on. Why he, would he doesn't I, listen to what he is why on. Why would I listen to, <laughs> it's bad enough actually sitting here talking now. <laughs> Why would so I re-listen to it? I recapped the what I would consider. I don't know how the Steelers lost to the Chargers based on what I saw the Chargers do against the Ravens. Because and well, you can talk about that in a second. Again, it's matchups. It's matchups. What I saw from that game because I needed the Chargers to beat the Ravens, and that was my lead-in. And then I said I'm going to come back after the Steelers play the Saints, and I'm going to tell you what my reactions were. And since we all know the Steelers lost to the Saints. I had some bad reactions. Yes. Well, I was joking with our mutual friend that I am assuming that one of the things you are ranting about is that everyone must be fired. Well, we're going to get into that. Okay. <laughs> because that's always your response. Well, everyone must be fired. I'm pretty sure the play-by-play announcer for local WDVE doesn't need to be fired. But it stops there. Right. It stops there. So if you've not been paying attention, the Steelers, one on Sunday – Barely. Barely. They, they looked like they really didn't want to win. It showed on the field. They couldn't. They scored, what, uh, two touchdowns against the worst defense in, in the NFL. The Cincinnati Bengals have the worst. They had third-string linebackers that were stopping them. <laughs> third-string. Think about this for a second. They had people. And, and the announcer was saying, yeah, that guy, it's, they've had that's a mash unit over here in Cincinnati. It's terrible. It's terrible. And everybody on the field was somebody you'd never heard of because they've never played, and and the Steelers still couldn't dominate there. And that I think showed. they were still deflated from the Saints game. That well, they, was their that was their season. Well, it, it was, and they needed the Ravens to lose to the Browns, which and the they Browns almost, almost did. did win that game. So I had some hope. I'm like, possibly the Browns were within one ten yard completion of winning that. They game. were, they were, because they just needed they could put it in overtime if they got a. Uh, a Field goal, but they didn't go for the field goal. They were a little far out. Anyway, Steelers lost. <clears throat> Means there was no chance the Sunday night game was going to end in a tie, which would allow the Steelers to get in, which they didn't deserve to be in. So we find out later that Antonio Brown is basically <laughs> trying to blow up the Steelers after Le'Veon Bell tried for many weeks to blow up the Steelers. And we're left with um, Chef from South Park standing up in the podium telling us, this. There we go. Obviously, we take his lack of communication, his lack of presence, particularly on Saturday prior to the game, uh, to be something that's very significant and will be ha- handled appropriately so. Um, I'm not going to speculate um, on trades and things of that nature. Uh, we haven't 
formally received a request in that regard. Um, so I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to speculate in terms of where the discipline might go and things of that nature. Just know um, that it's going to be addressed and it will be addressed and needs to be addressed uh, for obvious reasons. That was Mike Tomlin telling us how he's going to do something about Antonio Brown. Okay, now, first of all, see, as someone who doesn't care about the Steelers at all Obviously. Uh, and, and, and observes <laughs> this weekly soap opera, um, wh- I want to know what you think, first of all, will happen with Antonio Brown and, more importantly, what should happen. Well, some of the, some of the calculus in this is whether you trade him or cut him, it still counts almost he counts 22 million. Million. He's $21 million. They look, yeah. It's a million dollars. He's $21 million against the cap. Right. And that, um, that hurts dead money. He's $15 million in actual cash. There's no way he's yeah, exactly. getting traded. Well, traded or cut or doesn't cut. help doesn't either matter. way. I mean, th- Unless you can get some phenomenal he's, replacement he's player. arguably the best receiver in the league. Okay, yes. And actually, I think he has the better of that argument in yes. terms of his productivity. Yes. So... Over the it's, last couple of years, so yes, for it's sure. insane in my view to even contemplate. I'm not that, contemplating it. I, okay, so you're you're at least in the. I'm in the I'm rational not camp. Crazy. Of, you, we need to find a way to work, Mister Diva. If this was into prior 1993, when there was no salary cap and you could cut anybody indiscriminately, he'd be gone, or he'd be traded because it wouldn't count against. What the are cap. you going to trade him for? A bag of chips, apparently, because that's all anybody's going to give you because they know you're trying to I think deal. the Giants wanted two first-rounders for OBJ, right? Who's not worth two first-rounders. No, I mean, OBJ is very good. Talent-wise, I think he's he's the equal of Brown, but productivity-wise, he's not. Part of the reason is because the Giants' <laughs> be offense <laughs> is pathetic. Right. Um, so he's going nowhere, in my view. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. So what, so what does Tomlin do? Because whether there's... Tomlin has allowed this culture to yes, persist, and this is my this issue. is the problem. This is my issue. This is a bunch of divas. This is a locker room infighting, and Le'Veon Bell exposed it earlier in the year. But this is Tomlin to a T. It's the extra penalties. It just doesn't. There's no discipline on the team. It's people. You don't know where your star receiver is for three days. You don't know where he is. He's not getting back to you. His agent calls you. He doesn't contact you. This is the guy's been on the team. He's making $22 million a year, and you don't know how to get a hold of him, and he's not contacting you. That's a problem. That's a big problem. But that's a cultural problem for me. Not cultural as in race, but, but cultural this has as been, in But this has been building it has. for a long time. It, it totally, totally has. That's my issue with Tomlin. He does not have control of this team. Now, some people say, give him another year, give him another shot. He's at 13 they're years. Not, they're not firing Tomlin. No, I know they're not fine. They should, but they aren't. I'm not even sure that they should. I do think I do think somebody within the management of the organization does need to have a very serious sit down with Tomlin. And this should have happened a while ago. And maybe and said, it didn't. Still going. Listen, I don't know. In terms of your record, no complaints. You've obviously been a highly successful coach. You've won a Super Bowl. But the locker room is a problem. I actually reacted to, if you remember, I'm sure you you do remember this, when uh, Antonio Brown was actually filming Two years the ago, Steelers locker yep. room, private stuff, and then posting it on what, his social media his Instagram account? or something. I can't okay, the time. minute that that happened, oh, yeah. can you imagine the idea of someone on the Patriots doing no, that? They no. would have been sent to the guillotine. They'd have been gone. And then they would have been gone. traded. Gone. And that's that's the point. Tom Coughlin, 
for whatever you want, would not have allowed this. The uh, Bill Belichick wouldn't allow it. Tom uh, you know, Purcells wouldn't allow it. Anybody old school would have said, nope, this isn't going to happen. You cannot do this. The other, the other issue here for me, even though Brown deserves a ton of blame for behaving like this, Ben is just as much of a diva. Agreed. Totally agree. So, look, you know, Ben had – he was calling out Antonio Brown and maybe mm-hmm. I forget was it Juju. Yes. but And then made the statement, you know, I think I've earned the right to do that. Okay, listen, <laughs> you've earned the right as a leader and a Super Bowl winner and a Hall of Famer within this locker room to say whatever you need to say to your teammates. The fact that you go to the press mm-hmm. and are bashing them in the – why would you do that? I, I think Ben has, is a – Passive-aggressive prima donna. Oh, he's passive-aggressive, no doubt. He totally, and I agree with that. What In the old old days, you dealt with it in-house. And that's what Tomlin talks about, but it, it obviously doesn't work. He doesn't have control of these people. Stop doing these things. Stop acting as though getting out on the, in your media day for, for Roethlisberger is a good thing to call these people out. Brown doesn't behave like an adult. Ben doesn't behave like an adult. Le'Veon Bell hasn't behaved like an adult, and I don't really care that uh, James Harrison is hanging out with uh, Antonio Brown also not behaving like an adult. These are spoiled little brats who can't seem to figure that out, and Tomlin has no control. Keith Butler's defense is garbage. Garbage. Now, he didn't have great players, but he, <laughs> but he never That's, adapted. Right, he well, never adapted. I mean, there's only so much adaptation you can do. Well, they, you know, we've talked about this before. Covering Keenan Allen with a linebacker sure. named Chicolo. Right. Well, that's what they do. I mean, it's not just Keenan Allen. That's how they play. But that's what I'm saying. You you didn't roll the coverage to put somebody on who could actually maybe cover him. You put Anthony Ciccolo on him or LJ Fort and said, oh, that didn't work. Let's keep doing that. You know what's going to happen? Here's what's going to happen. Nothing. Yes, exactly. And their team of petulant children, at least some of the stars. Yeah. Next year, they're going to win 12 games and they're going to contend for the AFC championship. Possibly. Because that's how talented they are. Possibly. At least on offense. I mean, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league, if not the best line in Munchak's the league. probably going to leave. Okay, but it doesn't matter. going to hurt. So they have, Ben is still a easily a top 10 quarterback in the league, probably even slightly better than that. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown is the best, they have the best one-two receiver combo in the league mm-hmm. in Juju and AB. Who's better than that? Nobody. Nobody. I agree with that. So they've got a great tight end. So how do they finish nine, six, and one? Right, because well, because they had <laughs> they had brain cramps. They lost games. They should. Here's the thing: they played very well. Yes, the Chargers game they fell apart. They shouldn't have lost that game. If you watch that team against the Saints, mm-hmm. the Steelers should have won that game. Should've. That's one of the two or three best teams in the league playing that way. Yeah, and the defense. Crumbled. Well, but yet you know again. the defense didn't even crumble. They they got a gift touchdown against them on a ridiculous that was a pass bad call. interference. I, I I I've said this and I said this on my rant. You can't. You got to play better than the refs okay, to win games. That's you, true. You, you my my only point is the that the defense was not a problem in that game. Wasn't the worst. It, it was much worse against the Raiders and against the. I mean, you Chargers. go in. How many points did they give up to the Saints in that game? Was it, I don't remember now. Well, what whatever it was, the Saints didn't roll all over them. If you don't give up, no, the, and they're right. playing them in their dome, which is their comfort zone, where they usually score, you know, thirty-five points, like it's you know nothing. Right. So again, that's the funny thing. Everyone around here, because you know it's Steelers Central, and it's thirty-one points. Thirty-one points for the Saints at home. And by the way, the yardage was not. No, it, was it wasn't not phenomenal. Here's here's my issue, and it's been my issue with Ben and this 
I got to throw every down. 50 pass attempts against the Saints. 50. You beat the Saints by slowing down the game. They didn't slow the game down. Yeah, but now Jalen Samuels wasn't running crazy, and that's part of the problem. And Connor was out. But they were this. They were carving them up. You say fifty pass attempts. Sure, that's not good balance. He, what was it? The third quarter, I guess. I can't remember exactly. Didn't he throw for like two hundred yards in one quarter? He did, and that's great. He got lots of yards, but they still lost the game. Yeah, but they scored. He can't. The, the whole goal it's as the score. quarterback is it's to go down score. the field and score. It is. They were going down the field and scoring. But you. I've said from the beginning, when Ben throws more than 25 to 30 passes, they tend to lose because he's throwing too many right. balls. That tends to be uh, – it's, it's a team issue. But, but mean, Drew Brees doesn't have that problem. Drew Brees throws for 45 passes, and they win. Yeah, but that's Not also all the because they have, they have very different ways of the different scheme. I, I totally understand it. But I, th- I feel like because they've got Ben, it, it's kind of like – let's use Dan Marino as an example. Dan Marino was surrounded by no running game. Correct. Most of for his, his career. entire career. So how many how many Super Bowls did he got to? One. Yes. How many did he win? None. Because he had no balance. It was throw, throw, That's throw right. all the time. Steelers are falling into that trap. Now, Connor was balancing them for a lot of the season, but when he was injured, it became let's throw it all the time. And you can't you can't slow down an offense if you well, you can slow down an offense by not having it on the field. You keep the Saints off the field, you have a better chance of winning the game. You keep it close or whatever. I look back over their schedule. They beat two playoff teams this year. And one of them, the, and the Ravens beat once, and they lost to the Ravens once. And the only other team was the Patriots. Yeah, They well, didn't beat any other they, playoff again, caliber teams. They only teams. have themselves to blame because they lost to teams they, they should have easily beaten. Correct. And they, you know, they, they gacked away the Chargers game. I mean, yep. the Chargers played well. The Chargers, you know, they won it. I'm going to give credit. Chargers did what they needed to do to win. Regardless of what the, the officials did, they won the game. So there you go. And... The Saints did the same thing. I don't. If I was a Patriots fan, I wouldn't be real happy that they lost to the Steelers because Steelers are not a good team. They no, could be. But, but see, that's the point. The Steelers are a schizophrenic team. Yes. The Steelers, when they play well, are as good as anybody in the league. So when you say they're not a good team, they're not a consistent Consistently team. Consistently good. They team. are a roller coaster team that has very high highs and very low lows. A lot of those. Now, part of that, you could say, well, that shouldn't happen. A, a team with that kind of talent should not be that much in flux from game to game. But this is, I think, goes back to their these personalities where they, these guys are all volatile. They're kind of, you know, it's almost like a team of high school girls. It, it, it very much is. This is the third worst team. To go seven and two, to start the season seven, at least seven and two, and collapse. And the other two teams lost their starting quarterback when they collapsed. Ben was there, other than half the Raiders game, was there the whole rest of the time, and they just did not perform. So again, the upshot of all of this drama is going to be nothing. Nothing will change. They will all be back. Antonio Brown is going nowhere, and next year they will win eleven games and contend for the AFC Championship. What if Brown says, "I'm going to hold out. I'm not coming back." I'm not. Gonna, they're not going to trade him. I'm not coming back. Well, he gets fine. Be, he gets whatever. Then he it's going to be Le'Veon again and let him. That's and in the prime of his career, I mean, he he would be He's completely 30. insane. And and again, what is his? I don't even know what the complaint is. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what the complaint is because he's not communicating it. He's cryptic. He's uh, you know obtuse just to be obtuse. I don't even know if he knows what the problem is. Other than I think. I mean, is he mad that he? Because again, he didn't play in the. The Cincinnati game, right? He didn't play, but he he called Rosenhaus called 
uh, Tomlin on Sunday morning and said, "I'm he's ready to play. Okay, so... Tomlin said, hey, we already put the game plan in, and he's not in it because he didn't communicate. Right, but again, so something happened in the intervening week, and he actually came off arguably his best game of the season. Yeah. Normally when A.B. is upset, like most of these receivers, <laughs> I didn't get my, I didn't get my yeah. catches, I didn't get my yards. He had 184 yards and two touchdowns against the Saints. Yeah. He was phenomenal. Is it possible that Juju Smith-Schuster got the MVP of the team and he had uh, more catches and more yards than A.B. this year. Do you think that He didn't cost- have more yards, did he? He did, 142 more yards. Surprisingly, I know it was, a little, it was close, but... Well, I know there was a period there where, you know, he was pouting because he wasn't getting his usual... Correct. ...his usual numbers, Correct. but... But uh, the whole season, A.B. And, and Roethlisberger didn't look like they were in sync like they had been in years past, where balls were behind him, the timing routes were off, and I don't know if that was just lack of concentration on both parts, lack of practice together. I don't know. But it, it feels like this dysfunctional team, and I, I, the Roonies don't fire people. They haven't fired a coach since 1968, yeah. unfortunately. But this coach, in my opinion, has done nothing to retain his job because he's lost the oh, locker room. And here's another reason why they can't fire him. He's black. And the Rooney rule. <laughs> well, no, no kidding. Because yeah. one of the things that has been driving me crazy <laughs> is, okay, they they ironically called it Black Friday. Yeah. So there's a number of African American head coaches in the NFL who have no recently, longer have jobs. You know, they lost their jobs. Todd Bowles lost a job with the Jets. Rightly so. Um, correct. Marvin Lewis lost Rightly a job. Rightly so. Correct. Um, let's go through Steve Wilkes. Steve Rightly Wilkes. So. Okay, he's the one that you can at least argue about in the sense that yes, his team was terrible, but he had one year. He did have one year, but he had um, he had a some players in camp that he cut that he could have kept and didn't. I mean, he had no quarterback to speak of. It was, come on, we were going to go with uh, Sam Bradford yet again, the retread. So the Broncos coach, remind me yeah, of Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph lost his job. And who's the, who's the fifth? I, I, why am I? Oh, I'm forgetting. Jeez. Oh, uh, no, that was, um, that was Dirk Cutter, but he's not black. I don't know. I can't remember the fifth one. Is. I'm pretty sure there was five. And so now literally front page of the New York times sports section, <laughs> there are only two black yes. head coaches yes. in the NFL. Yes. It's unbelievable. Like that, again, like it matters. I, I know the Rooney Rule. You got to interview a black can- or a minority candidate, which would be black or Hispanic. That I don't know what other minorities are even applying. But Tomlin are Tomlin they had literally? Years. Are they? Li- yes, they are. I, this is a rhetorical question. Are they literally making the argument that the NFL, the most bottom line organization? Entity potentially that remains in the world in terms of just win, baby, and make money. <laughs> There's a cabal of white owners who have decided, you know what? We're just going to jettison all these African American coaches because we think they're really good, but we're racist. Yes, yes. It, I, if it was the fifties, I could see maybe that's that's a, a line today. And and again, no. if you go through each of these scenarios. Marvin Lewis himself said, I had whatever, 97 seasons and we, 16 years. Look, the Bengals were terrible before he got there. He made them semi-respectable. They had decent regular seasons. They didn't win a single playoff game. Did they win one recently? No. no. They have not won so, a, they not they haven't won a playoff game since 1990. So he has no he has no complaint and to his credit, 
He didn't complain. No, but he lobbied for Hugh Jackson. Right, to take exactly. His- you <laughs> should put hilarious. the guy. You should put the guy in that makes Rich Kotite look like Newt Rockney. <laughs> right, the guy that went <laughs> one fired this year. <laughs> and not only that, after he left, Baker Mayfield went from a mediocre rookie quarterback to one of the five best passers in the league. That's a bad correlation, right there, Hugh. Yeah, you can't really say that you're the guy we should take. I think it was hilarious that, and I knew Marvin was going to try to do that because I, that's why he brought him back this year. I think he was waiting to see yeah. if he would come back. Why don't you? I, in, in addition, I want Jerry Faust, and I want <laughs> um, who's the Notre Dame uh, coach that's still raking in? Chip uh, Kelly. No, 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 no. Or, the the, the guy that got fired. Oh. T- uh, Charlie Weiss. Yes, I want Charlie Weiss. We're going to put together an entire staff of of utter just disastrous Disaster. failures. Yes, that's what we should have. That's what we need. Hey, more power to them if they want to bring in disastrous failures. That helps the Steelers in the in the division. And here's the, here's the other thing: this whole this ridiculous obsession with with diversity. Why is no one saying? Okay, if we're going to go by population percentages, right? As asinine as that is, because so that's supposed to mean what? Why isn't the New York Times trumpeting the fact that there is not a single Asian head coach in the NFL? That's true. There should at least be one. There's one Hispanic. There's no Samoan head coaches. (laughs) There's no transgendered head coaches. That's where you're going. That's why I knew it was coming. Yeah. It's retarded. Yes, most of the league, player wise, is African American? A vast majority and, of it's African American. And explain to me I don't know how, what that means how, about how the fact that many of the players are African American has anything whatsoever to do Nothing. with whether there are coaches who are African American. Well, it, if I remember correctly, we're all equal, except we need more of one color to generate that equality. The best person should get the job, and in my opinion, Mike Tomlin is not the best person. In the last, since 2011, he's won three playoff games and 82 regular season games. Since 2011. He's not far from Marvin Lewis territory there. It's it's just unbelievable. Actually, it's it's not unbelievable. It's very believable. Yet again, they're, they're making an issue of this. I have a good friend of mine who is um, an extreme left winger. Okay. But I joke with him, and he's a huge sports fan. What very, team? Well, he, lo- he loves the – I always tease him. So he's this left winger who loves the Cowboys and the Yankees. Yikes. So this is the thing. <laughs> I tease about the fact that he is a sports conservative. So all of his opinions about politics, he's he's completely woke. But yet in the world of sports, he becomes sane. And so I, I texted him and I said, what is your take on, you know, this – the alleged racist Armageddon of all these coaches? And he's like, it's ridiculous. All of them deserve to be fired. Like, <laughs> but, And that's the point. It's like, yes – Make the case on the merits. The only guy I think you can even make a straight-faced argument about is Wilkes. That yeah. Okay, but here's the thing. So maybe this coach is an individual. What does it have to do with he's black? It has nothing to do with it. It's, he's a head coach who only got one year. Yeah. Maybe that's not fair. Yeah. Not he's a black guy. had nothing to do with it. He, he didn't get the job done. Do you think anybody else is going to be? Let go from a head coaching perspective. Um, I I haven't even thought about it. I'm sure I'm sure there are, although I I can't really think off the top of my head now. Who's you know who's still potentially on the hot seat here? Uh, I don't know. The guy in D- Detroit, Matt Patricia. I uh, no he, he, no. I mean, he got one year. He got one year. He, he's not he's not going to Carol. But he's white. That's why Chad. He's white. He is white. He is white. My my wife. Ironically, my wife is 
friends with his wife's daughter or wife's sister. Oh. Um, so there's a little connection there that I'm not proud of because he was a Patriots defensive coordinator, and I don't like that. So. Oh. All right, so you went on your little your little meaningless rant about. So you think Steelers. nothing's happening? Nothing's Steelers. happening. Steelers nothing's at all. Changing. No, it's they just, getting rid of anybody. No coaches or anything. No, oh. I mean maybe the defensive coordinator. I don't know. Uh, I mean four years and four years. I, I mean I have no idea. You know I don't know the ins and outs that's of fine. whether whether he has any uh, any pull within the organization. He maybe he goes. <laughs> he so maybe not. he goes and then he's a scapegoat for something. Um, I have to talk talk very briefly about the Chargers. Who are they? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> So the Chargers had actually a really good season. They finished 12 and 4. They're the number 5 seed in the AFC. And the reason a 12 and 4 team is the 5 seed cuz they have the unfortunate um uh, the reality is unfortunately that they're playing in the same division as the Chiefs. I think you should reseed based on your record. I absolutely think so your... too. At a minimum, if you don't want to reseed, you should never let as a wild card game if the division winner has a worse record, then you still have to play the game at the home game goes to the team with the better record. Okay. okay, you shouldn't be punishing a 12 and 4 team by making them play three consecutive road games although ironically the Chargers actually play better on the road and they don't really have a home field anyway cuz StubHub <laughs> has more fans of the other team there every week. Yes, that's So true. this is actually ironically better for them. But they're playing the Ravens, your mm-hmm. the Steelers hated rival. Yes, I do not like the Ravens. They played the Ravens the second last game of the season and got physically emasculated. Yes, I talked about that. And the reason and this has been consistent throughout Philip Rivers' career, is that despite the fact that the Chargers are very sound on both sides of the ball, they made they had seven guys that go to the Pro Bowl, their defense is very good, their offense is very good, except that their offensive line, particularly their guards, those are the two guys that are right next to the center, cannot, the center again? cannot block. And that's, that's a, problem. a problem. That's a problem. For and this a is the yes. And if you watch the Ravens game, and everyone's like, "Oh, Philip Rivers, he's he's throwing all these interceptions." Okay, Philip Rivers had three milliseconds to go backwards before he was being pulverized. Why didn't they do the fumble ruski? They might have advanced the ball better. They, they did. Yeah, they right. might as well they have done were... a direct snap to their fullback and, and flagged Rivers game. out wide. So here's the problem: there's only so much you can do by way of scheming. To mask the fact that you're getting ragdolled. Mm-hmm. Their guards are terrible. Mm-hmm. They had Pro Football Focus, who's an analytics outfit that mm-hmm. you know, measures all of this stuff. For people who don't follow the NFL, this doesn't mean anything to them, but they track things called hurries, mm-hmm. meaning how often is the quarterback under immediate pressure such that he can't actually step up and throw the ball in the pocket? 97% of the time. In a typical game, <laughs> in a typical game, if you have more than five hurries, five or six, that's not good. Right. Okay, you're you're verging on your quarterback is kind of because this isn't sacks. Remember, right? This I mean, you he's could it, he could still get hit, but he's throwing the ball before he gets sacked. Te- do you it. know how many times? Now remember as well, the Ravens limit offensive possessions. Right. I'm not actually sure how many snaps they had. How many hurries do you think L- they had? Let's in say that the game? average team gets uh, eight possessions. And uh, I think the Chargers scored ten points in that game. Right. So they at least. But how many? How than... many hurries do you think? Well, out of a total possible amount of fifty plays, I would say probably get hurried forty nine. No. Well, okay. They had because <laughs> tw- I saw it. it they had horrible. twenty. Yeah, it looked horrible. Now, twenty is unfathomably bad. Yes. 
it means, again, you might as well have had a cardboard cutout standing there as they stampeded well, no towards the quarterback. You can't progress to your next receiver because you've got to get rid of it now. You can't even progress to your first receiver. <laughs> no, it's, you're it's progressing throw. in your face Snap, into the throw. ground. <laughs> but you're not throwing to anybody I know, because they haven't even gotten into their roots. I know. So the question is, because they're playing the Ravens again now Sadly. in Baltimore. Sadly. Can the Chargers figure out? Again, by using new and improved steroids. I don't know what. How to not get physically dominated. I'm not sure that they can. Ironically, they have, in my view, a better chance as a team, given the matchups, if they were going to play the Patriots or the Chiefs. Because they're not going to get... Now, the Chiefs have a very good front four, which -hmm. gives Rivers trouble. But their secondary and linebackers are terrible. We talked about how bad the Chiefs defense is, yes. My feeling is if the, my feeling is if the Chargers can figure out a way to beat the Ravens. Now here's the thing about the Ravens. Everyone crowed about the fact they won twenty two to ten, but the game was it. actually sixteen to ten. Yeah. The Chargers had the well, ball. Antonio Gates decided and, to cough uh, up. Well, the ball. and it wasn't really his fault. I mean, he was literally like, go to the ground. Old he was man, a, he was a micrometer <laughs> away from the ground and he fumbled, yes. and then they returned it. Yes. The Chargers were likely going to win that game. Should have, um, even though they Wish they played they their worst game of the season. So the Ravens barely won that game, even though they dominated time of possession, they dominated turnovers, all that stuff. If the Chargers can figure out a way to beat them by somehow even partially nullifying, I mean, I'm sure Rivers is standing back and saying, guys, look, I, I get it out faster than anyone in the league. I just need, you know, a sliver of a millisecond before you're letting Stop your block guy somebody, please. Yeah, do something. <laughs> You know, I don't know if they, they have Hunter Henry back. Mm-hmm. They may have to go to, like, two tight end sets, whatever. Yeah. Just get him time to throw. If they win, I think they go to the Super Bowl. See, I think this – and I, I heard this comparison today about Steelers versus the Ravens defense. Steelers don't disguise their blitzes. They're just very poor at disguising their blitzes. And there's only certain ways you can do that, but they've done a poor job of it. The Ravens disguise their blitzes much better. They figured out – I might have to put a cornerback on that receiver or a safety on that receiver instead of a, a linebacker. So they, they actually had their personnel there, and they swarmed to the defense or swarmed to the offense. Well, here's what they do. And they try to strip the ball. The Steelers barely yeah, even now actually, tackle. Yeah, actually, the Ravens had not been good getting tra- – surprisingly. Against the Chargers, they were very they good were, at that. Well, they won the turnaround battle 2-0. But here's the thing. I actually like the style of defense that – is it Martindale? I think that yes. it's Wink Martindale, their defense coordinator. Not to be confused with the um, game show host. <laughs> look, he he has very much the same philosophy as Buddy Ryan. Mm-hmm. He wants max pressure on the quarterback at all times. And what the Ravens are willing to do is they believe they can get to your quarterback before your quarterback has enough time to find his receivers. Yes. So not only do they stack the line and they blitz on 40% of their of their downs, they sit within the first 15 yards on all the routes, and they count on the fact that you do not have enough time to get intermediate routes down the field. If you do, they're going to get burned. Sure. But but it hasn't happened. It hasn't really happened very much. Now, Mahomes, they still held the Chiefs, you know, for the Chiefs to, what, 28 points? Yeah. They had a guy that can run around and, and, and scramble plays. That's a problem for them because yes. he's extending plays. And that's not Rivers. And now, no. Are you kidding, <laughs> Philip Rivers? It's like Frankenstein back there. But which is, again, this is the thing. You've known this for a decade. Oh, I know. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback. All you need to do is find four 400-pound guys <laughs> that cannot be moved so he can stand back there, and he doesn't need a lot of time. No. He just needs a little bit. Give him two or three seconds. But we can't figure can that do... out. 
Season well, after season, was we can't figure it out. I thought it was a kicker. Now you're telling me it's the offensive line? We have line? a kicker now. I know, but it, before it was only the kicker. The kicker was the problem. No, no, no. It's the offensive line. The Make kickers were a problem. They were a human blooper <laughs> reel over and over and over. So we fixed that. Okay. But here's the thing. It hasn't – it was masked at the beginning of the season because Rivers is so good at getting the ball out that nobody noticed it. They're like, oh, he hasn't been sacked much. Yes, because he's throwing the ball in like one-tenth of a second. Yeah, he's getting out pretty quick. Why doesn't he start in shotgun every time? That, that still doesn't help. Well, at least it gives you a second or two. I mean, the, the receivers aren't very far downfield, but at least I mean, honestly, that's what I would do. Yeah. I would say, listen, we're not even going to pretend to try to run the ball. Now, of course, I know, no, no, you must establish the run. They're not going to establish the run against the Ravens. No. I think they should do Big Ben. Is Gordon back? He is back. Okay. And Eckler's back, too, which okay. makes a huge difference okay. because Eckler is the one guy that if you blitz and you dump off to him, he's going 30 yards. Okay. So maybe that makes a difference. I agree with you. I think they should throw all of the fundamentals to the wind and say, look, we're going to put him in the shotgun we're going to essentially throw 60 times. We're just going to make sure you can't get back there, and we'll see. He'll go 40 for 60 for 400 and some yards, and maybe we win, maybe we don't. Maybe you can pick him, maybe you can't. But running the ball on first and second down against the Ravens for, for one yard, throw. and now you're in third and nine, third and 11, you might as well just you might as well just commit seppuku. I mean, well, you can't win that game. What I found the Steelers did, when the Steelers went to five wides, there's nobody in the backfield, nobody blocking, Ben in the shotgun. They had a lot of success against teams, and I think if the yes the, the Chargers do something similar, maybe four, maybe five, but you you spread out that Ravens defense that they can't all be rushing. They got to cover somebody and give Phillips some time. I think he can be successful. Yeah. I don't know if they have five wides that they can put out there. Successfully, I mean, I think Gordon can catch. Oh, they actually have a pretty decent. I mean, in terms of their receiving depth, even though Travis Benjamin now he was huge in the Chiefs game, but he's he's somewhat unreliable in terms of catching the ball, which is a rather important (laughs) skill set. But they've got four receivers that they can put out there. There you go. I I I think that's you keep them off balance. If you can't run, you got to keep them off balance. If they they can group up against you, you're screwed. Look, you're not. I mean, Melvin Gordon is very good, but I don't think the Chargers are a good enough blocking line, even though their run blocking has improved with Pouncey. I mean, Pouncey's been a huge upgrade at center, and he gets to the second level. But you're not going to run effectively against that Ravens defense with that line. No, not consistently. So why even pretend? Why are you putting yourself in, again, third and nine because you've been stoned? Well, we're just going to keep trying. No. So do what Andy Reid did with – the Eagles, you you have short passes to your running yes. back to basically effectively make it a run uh, because you have Brian and, Mitchell. And there's almost nobody things. in the league that is more accurate than Rivers, particularly on hot reads, getting the ball out in stride. That is what he is the best at. So let's just stop pretending that we're going to run the ball at these guys sure. and just say, look, and if we are going to, we're going to use the running backs, we'll use them out of the backfield. We'll do immediate hot reads, dump off screen passes. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to, we're going okay to slice you, paper cut you to death, <laughs> right? We're we're going to get on the field in six-yard chunks because you can't get to him quick enough for, for him to dump the ball off to whatever. And then if they get frustrated, then you try to go over the top. Well, maybe the other option is to take Lamar Jackson down hard so that you put Flacco in. <laughs> I mean, Flacco, think about that. Flacco isn't going in. Well, if Lamar Jackson can't go back in for some reason. I do think, I do think in this game the, the Chargers are going to mostly prevent them, the Ravens running game. I mean, the Ravens have a very good line. They have a good... I don't think they're going to allow them to run. I think they are going to force Jackson to throw the ball. 
So we'll see. Well, they have to because they didn't stop them last time. They have to see what they can do All this right. time. Quickly, since we're spending too much time in the NFL, <laughs> who is going to come out of – there's four wild card games. Who's coming out? So we'll start in the NFC. You've got the Eagles and the Bears going to Soldier Field, but with Mr. Postseason, yes, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Um, and maybe right now the best defensive line in football. Depends on the weather, and I, don't, I haven't looked at the weather. Actually, it's supposed to be fairly okay for, for Chicago. I go with Foles. You know what? Uh, not because here's, I have any great the confidence. Thing. I actually think the Bears are very, very good, and I could see this game turning into a beatdown because their defense can be so suffocating. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't trust, trust Mitch Trubisky. I don't either. Let me say that again. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> don't trust him. Don't Particularly, trust I think Fletcher Cox is going to sack him like seven times. Yeah. Now, he's good with his feet. Uh, they've got a very good coach. I, I mean, the odds say the Bears should win that game. They but, should. They're division, but there's something the about how the Eagles are playing right now with Foles. I kind of think the Eagles are going to go in there so I pick, and, and win yeah. some uglified. I don't think it's going to be a. Uh, uh, by a lot. Oh, no, I think but it's going to be like be by a point, 10 you know? to 6 or yeah, something. Yeah, because if the weather turns bad, again, Philly plays outside Here's the question, too, though. So. Foles is banged up. He is. He, he got, he he got is. speared by Jadavion Clowney in the last game. Yes. He's um, he's hurting. And my, my question is, if they get to him, is he going to make it through the whole game? He's a tough – he is a tough Who's customer. Third string? It's uh, Sudfeld. Oh, yes. That yes. Rolls off the Nate, tongue. don't you have his fat head? I do not have All right, so we're both picking, surprisingly, <laughs> the Eagles. Okay. All right, so now the other NFC is Dallas-Seattle. Seattle. That's who I'm picking as well. <laughs> I have no faith in, D- well, in Dallas. Well, here's, the, here's a question ever. for me. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson. Yes. Even though the Cowboys' defense is legit. Uh, legit, and Ezekiel Elliott has done better this year when he played the whole year. I don't trust Dallas to win. Uh, Jason, Dallas, Garrett, Jason Garrett's the coach, and I don't trust Jason true. Garrett. Jason too. Garrett, Pete Carroll, that's also a bad matchup for the Cowboys. Yes. Uh, even though the Cowboys have been very, very good at home. That doesn't mean the Cowboys can't win. I just don't I trust I think this is win. another brutally ugly game. Oh, yeah. Uh, that the Seahawks win, you know, 7 to 3.2 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're, we are in agreement, which is scary on the NFC. Yes. AFC, Chargers-Ravens, who's winning the rematch? Knowing the Ravens just physically dominated them. Chargers. You think Chargers? So do I. I. I think because I think Anthony Lynn is not a stupid man, and he will say, what do we need to do to to negate this? I think he's got enough skills around him. I think Philip Rivers is arguably had one of his best seasons, if not his best season ever as quarterback in the NFL. He's not going to win the MVP, but no. that's not his fault. It's, it's, it's the team around him. If Melvin Gordon is healthy enough, and you can block and catch out of the backfield. I think they have a shot. The Chargers I, look. The Chargers have more talent. I am not convinced that Lamar Jackson is the second coming of anybody that we care to hear about. I agree with you. <laughs> I think the Chargers somehow find a way to, uh, you know, plug the dike. Um, give him again. A, ugly game. Not a pretty game. By to the watch. way, we will know in that game within the first quarter. Yes, we will know. <laughs> You'll know what's because going to be. after the first couple of series, if it looks like the last game, yeah. they're done. Yeah. So I agree. I actually think, and maybe it's because I like the Chargers, I think the Chargers are going to find a way to win that game. And then the last game is Colts-Texans. I feel Really? Yes. Okay, this is when we disagree. I think Colts win, and I think the Colts win by multiple touchdowns. I think the Colts, I don't don't have any faith in the Colts. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I I mean, they, they start slow. Or they get hot real quick and then they just fade. I don't think they finish games. 
like they should. Not that I think the Texans are world beaters. I don't think either one of these teams is going to be in the AFC championship. I think game, the Colts so. are very dangerous. I really do. I don't disagree they're dangerous. And luck, if his luck holds and his arm holds, they're very good. But they're not that good. And that's the problem. They're not that good. Um, you know, the fact that they had to go to Sunday night to make the playoffs. Well, sure, because didn't they start one and five or something? They were horrible. Right. They uh, were. But then the they Texans, weren't. The Texans started, what, 0-3. Oh yeah. So I don't think that division was wide open for anybody to take at any point. The fact that the Titans were even in the running there at the end, to me, says this is not a great team. Now, I could be totally wrong. I think there's a potential for luck to light it up, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. I just don't see the Texans giving up. And I think Deshaun... Watson, oh, he's very a good. Decent quarterback. No, no he's so. very good. Deshaun. I mean, look, the Texans have some playmakers. Yeah. Um. Actually, in in terms of the uh, wide receivers, is, Hopkins yeah. is right up there. He's yeah. he's incredible. I mean, anybody does anybody on the Colts scare you from an offensive standpoint other than Luck? Well, T. Y. Hilton's a very good receiver. Very good, but he's and, and old. suddenly we've had the resurrection of Ebron, right? Who yeah. was supposedly a bust. How many <laughs> touchdowns did he have? I know. Thirteen. I know. I know. It's. I just don't. I don't see them. I think here's the thing. Happen. I think the Colts defense is surprisingly, and they have they've gotten better as the season's gone along. They're playing very well. I don't. Here's the problem with the Texans' offense. Yes, Deshaun Watson can make plays. I mean, he if you look at the plays he made against the Eagles, mm-hmm. he he's very good. But you take away Hopkins and their offense, is very what do they got? Pedestrian. They I have agree. no running game. No, who's it? Miss Blue? Yeah. Isn't it? I can't remember. Vita Blue running around. He's, he's still there. Yeah, he's a pitcher. Um, so I don't think the Texans' offense is good enough to put up many points on the Colts. And I think that the Colts' offense is good enough to score on the Texans' defense is solid, but not, they're not as not good. As they, they're not as good as they should be on paper, particularly right. with Watt and Clowney mm-hmm. on you know backstopping that. Um, they're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're, I mean they're not they're not a sieve. So I, th- I think the Colts are going to win that game. Okay. Well, that's the only one we disagree on. I mean, we could be all wrong. Right, which <laughs> means we're going to get all of the games wrong. <laughs> the other three could be horrible. We'll see. So we'll have to come back on that and see what see what we get from there. Uh, other things happened while you were gone. Did they? Uh, um, and, you know, and I don't want to say. What if, what if significance happened? I don't know if anything of significance happened, but things happened. So uh, Kristen Nielsen got beat up in front of Congress. Uh, Mr. Gutierrez from New York decided he wanted to take shots at her, calling her a liar, liar, liar. Oh, so, right. Sort of right. pants on fire type of thing. Uh, the government shut down. That's what I wanted to talk about. Oh, did that even happen? Apparently it's in day 13, but I haven't noticed. Hmm. Has anyone noticed? Well, apparently USA Today wanted to point out the garbage cans have not been emptied on the National Mall and uh, porta potties are somehow still being overflowed. I'm like, stop using the porta potty. Stop. <laughs> seems like every time there's a quote unquote shutdown, we realize there seems to be a lot of dispensable. Yes. Well, the Smithsonian's the are closed. Oh, yes. Well, that is so, that is tragic. You know, if you wanted to go to the Smithsonian's, you cannot go to the Smithsonian's. Do you think one that's truly shut down? Because I no, of course I, it's not. I checked. My mail's still coming, uh, and my I'm still getting taxes it's, taken out of my paycheck. It is as always I'm shutdown really sure. theater. Yes. It is not shut down. So Nancy Pelosi was a vacation in Hawaii while Trump uh-huh. saying. Come negotiate. Come negotiate. She didn't really want to negotiate. They're, Shocking. They're, Schumer's taking a hard line. We're not giving you the five billion dollars. If he asked for, if Trump asked for a dollar, he wasn't going to get a dollar right. from Chuck Schumer. So it's not really about the money. It's about I don't want to give you anything. Right. We're, exactly. It's a, it's a tongue war. I mean, they're they're not going to give him anything. D- does else. Trump get the money for the wall? And does the wall actually get built? 
continue well, to build. Well, I mean, it's a stalemate. It's a stalemate right now because yes. McConnell has already said, don't bother sending something over here. The president's already telegraphed. If you don't have these appropriations, he's vetoing it. Why would we even take up a piece of legislation but that's DOA? That's fair. So I don't know. I mean, I think the problem right now is the Democrats are so, you know, completely off the rails with loathing for Trump. Yes. Their, you know, their base has been waiting. I mean, yes. they can't politically for them. It's impossible to make any concession whatsoever. Well, today, Congress was the new Congress was seated. And one of the representatives from California introduced uh, impeachment. Sure, of course they articles did. Many Congress. more to come. Yes. Impeachment. Public, we don't need to wait for Mueller. We're going to do it now. Public flogging. Yes. Perhaps writing something on a blackboard one million times. I am Hitler. I think the longest government shutdown was 21 days, if I remember correctly. Yeah. This is in day 13, so we're eight days short of that. Does it matter? And when does it matter? When does it start to matter? I don't think it matters. No, don't think it matters at all. No. Why does it matter? Well, I, the, because again, all of all of the functions that you actually care about yeah. that the checks going on, they're still happening. <laughs> still care. So, if the next Smithsonian shuts, if the Air and Space Museum is they're closed, all down. All many down. children are weeping who wanted to see the yes. space shuttle. Yes. The parks, parks are show- the closing. velvet ropes are going over Yellowstone. Well, I don't think he I don't think he's doing the Obama Closing down right. the gates. He just says yes. nobody actually. I, I like the Obama. The Obama thing was actually a petty yes. punishment, right? Yes. You may not go down the hiking trail. No, no soup for you. That's the thing. You you could still go to the parks. There's just no no rangers to help you when you fall over that cliff because you're too stupid to That's take right. your selfie. I I don't I don't know what the answer is, but I, it makes me feel like if I don't notice, it I just shut don't down. If I, I, don't, I just don't. Care. But if you don't notice it. Is right. it really shut down? No. And, and do we always need these people that we claim we need in government if I don't notice them not being here? You know, the people have been furloughed, whoever that is. Do well, I that's, notice? That's the dirty little secret that every time this FCC happens. FCC shut down they don't want They don't want people to realize all of these alphabet soup agencies. And, all, and look, many, many good people. I get it. But the reality is the bloated government, 70% of it is completely unnecessary. They simply exist because they were created yeah. and now they must they must continue. We must continue to pay for the stuff we don't need. Well, the FCC closed down today. I I think the TVs are still on. I don't. Well, I don't know. know what's going on. I checked. I'm sure second, there's. But... I'm sure there's all sorts of horrific things going on. That the Department the of the Interior is closed down. It's all is chaos. Apparently, DHS can still shoot tear gas. So that didn't that didn't end. I I, I just don't. Again, the military still funded. Social security checks would happen, are still going out. What would happen if taken. the entire Department of Education shut down? What would happen? Betsy DeVos would be a hero. Could, could students not go to school anymore? <laughs> nope, they'd still go to school. My, my daughter went back to school yesterday. Would so. would textbooks no longer be printed? I'm sure they will be, and they're expensive to begin with. So. Uh, again, so this is the reason, honestly, that Democrats should not like it when the government is shut down. Because it calls to mind and emphasizes, huh, maybe we actually don't need any of this <laughs> the beltway is the only one that seems huh, concerned this doesn't affect my life at all and in fact most of the money coming out of my wallet doesn't actually need to go anywhere it could stay in my wallet what a thought what a thought you know so i don't think it's going to end anytime soon if trump stays on the wall and they don't want to get on the wall it's got to end at some point doesn't it but by the <laughs> way the other thing that i find now just sort of um incredibly amusing is you know the wall has now become it's like Mordor. Like, okay, 
when when did it become received wisdom that walls aren't effective in preventing people from getting places? Never. I mean, in other well, words, it's all concrete now, so that's a big deal too, right? Because oh, wait a minute, I never they, said it was all concrete. Look, oh. at, they're packing their wire cutters. They got Woo. their they got their uh, spade and digging bar. They're going under, baby. <laughs> like, the, 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 here's the here's the thing: the Democrats are being forced into, and they're not really being forced; they're sprinting there headlong into. <laughs> Anything that relates to border security, they oppose. They, yes. they are yes. they are openly open borders because yes. again, a wall. You you would think proposing a wall is like proposing gas chambers. Yes, it is inhuman. A wall is inhumane. Really? Well, is it some one of the representatives said it was racist. Of course, a wall is racist. And I said to my wife, and I said, "How is a wall racist?" <laughs> What did the wall Every, do to make it racist? Again, everything is racist. So, of course, the wall is racist. If it they paint it a different color, is it then less racist? Well, it doesn't matter. Ice is racist. Ice is I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's racist. But you're keeping the brown people. That's what you've seen all the snippets from as little as, you know, 10 years ago uh-huh. before the Democrats took their collective mass psychosis and went off a cliff is that. People like Chuck Schumer, people like Joe Biden, people like Harry Reid, people like Bill Clinton, people like Barack Obama, uh-huh. all saying what we would consider, you know, in this universe, rational things. Yeah, we shouldn't have unfettered immigration. Why would we do that? Harry Reid's comment was like, why in the world would we give citizenship to anchor babies that are going to simply incentivize people to continue to? This is Harry Reid. Yes. Right. Yes. Now, now if you say that. I mean, you're going to be you're going to be basically sacrificed. Well, let me put it in perspective. So, there's 160 miles. But that's all the five billion would go towards is 160 miles. If you've checked your geography lately, there's a whole lot more than 160 yes. miles that needs to be erected. So, this isn't really going to stop the flow. It's just a little bit more of of what's already been congressionally mandated to do. People forget that it's not yeah. Trump saying I'm going to build the wall, which he did. It's congressionally mandated to build the wall. They just haven't allocated the funds for it. So it's basically right. not And, of there. course, Trump stupidly and Mexico is going to pay for it. That Mexico is never going to pay that for idiotic. it. That's Again, these are the things that he says. So he wants $5 billion. I just read tonight LaGuardia Airport is renovating their terminal for $8 billion. Yeah. They're going to spend more to renov- renovate that terminal than to protect our southern border. Right. And, and somehow this is an issue. Now, I can't grant you, $5 billion is a lot of money to you and me. Maybe it isn't to, to the government, consumer, but it's, it's a lot to me. It's it's a nanoparticle. It's it's basically nothing to them. It's the principle, and they don't like the principle because they can't get to So I, I actually hope this continues in perpetuity. Um, Do you? Well, listen, I, or, or continues until the earth spirals into the sun because of global warming. <laughs> so I, what, I, what is that going to be, 77 days? I don't know. I, I, check Al Gore with that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that it's going to change anytime soon. I'm just – I'm fascinated by – how little it's changed so right. far. I yeah, and, I, and I'm now eager for impeachment theater. I, I want to see. Well, I want to see how many volumes of impeachment scrolls they're gonna they're gonna come up with. Thank you for segueing for me. Uh, so, Judge Sullivan, our our, yes. favorite, our favorite weirdo. Yeah, he's he's a little unhinged, isn't he? Well, he had two rulings while we were gone. Well, one was supposed to be a sentencing hearing that he actually asked the defendant not to get sentenced on the day he was supposed to be right and then turned into a circus (laughs) turned into a circus called him a traitor accused him a traitor for things that he actually wasn't even being charged with and then apologized then went back and took a whole cocktail of medication apparently (laughs) then came back out started doing hand puppets I, i i don't know what was going on this dude's a weirdo he's just a whack job and you know that was a michael flynn 
we thought Michael Flynn's going to jail. The Mueller suggested no jail, even though Mueller's See, not actually, prosecuting him. <laughs> as a lawyer, I, I will tell you very quickly, Sullivan, now, because he was a darling of a lot of people on the right because he was, he had previously been lambasting Mueller's team for a whole host of things when he right. had the Manafort hearing. Right. Um, and so then, then he goes off the rails in the other direction. He is very reminiscent, and I'm not going to mention a name, of a particular judge that I've been in front of where you knew when you went into this judge's courtroom uh, that he was bonkers. And, but here's the thing that he was going to decide within about two seconds, based on no information whatsoever, who was wearing the white hat and who was wearing the black hat. Was now, it a game for him? It wasn't a game. He, he literally would just decide you're evil, you're good. And if you were good for that day, you had it made. And then you would sit back and grin as he just started irrationally berating the other wow. side wow. and accusing them of being part of the mafia, whatever. <laughs> this strikes me as Sullivan's it, MO. This is, this is what this guy does. He, and then the next day he says, if you have deported anybody, you have to let them go or you have to bring them back. If they've been deported back into Mexico, you have right. to go get them and bring them back so they can have their hearings. I'm like, what? We have sure. to go get them? Are yeah. you kidding me? Well, and this is this is the rash of, you know, this is nothing new. This is all these district court judges that have decided, no, no, no. We, we make the nation's immigration policy. Um, we don't like that. That doesn't sound good to us. No. It, well, it, I'm just concerned that this is where it's going. Mueller is expected to announce something eventually. Nothing's ever come out. I don't is the, know. Is the news still tightening? The noose is still tight. Is the noose tightening? I'm not I, sure I how remember, big the noose started. I, read, I, do, I do know during the break or maybe a little before the break, I was reading a whole bunch of, yet again, hysterical articles when, when Mattis, uh -huh. Mattis left um, that you know, this, this was the end. Oh, yes. The, the, the late, this is the crisis to end all crises. This is it. Oh, no. Uh, what? No. Does it? And, and I, I grant you, it seems like, and only I think a lot of reasons because the media keeps talking about it, but it does seem like there's a lot of turnover in the Trump yeah. White House. But I think if you look back at other White Houses, there's a lot of turnover. Well, and look, it doesn't Constant. matter. I, I'm I'm perfectly happy to stipulate there's more turnover, and I'm yeah. also happy to stipulate that yeah, Donald Trump would be a nightmare to work for. <laughs> He'd be a bad and, boss. and there's a lot of good people that left because they think he's a lunatic in yes. terms of his management style, and he's completely impetuous. That's fine. That doesn't mean the world is ending. No, should, should Mattis have stayed longer? I, mean, I, Trump I don't got know. Rid of him look, earlier. I think Mattis is one of the great American public. Figures. Okay. He's a hero. I don't agree with him on all his policy issues, but good grief. The man is brilliant. He's a warrior. But Trump said, you don't stay till February state. You leave the end of the year. Yeah, but okay. So, you know what? I think it's a loss, a yeah. huge loss, yeah. but this happens. Yeah, I agree. And, and this, is the, this is the ultimate irony of the Mattis situation. Mm -hmm. So now you have the same people, okay, who were cheerleading for Barack Obama to cut and run, demanding, we must pull out of Iraq. Right. We have we have bequeathed them a stable, secure environment after the surge, which right. actually we had Al Qaeda decimated right. Barack Obama. I'm committed to my base. <laughs> I I don't need to listen to my Remember, yep. Donald Trump is not listening to his yep. very important and smart military advisors. So the very same people that cheered were out of Iraq. And what happened? Oh, the oh, JV yeah. team showed up. ISIS came into now. These people, who, by the way, they hated Bush mm. and his imperialism. We hate foreign wars. Wait a minute. So this guy, who's Hitler, right? He's Hitler. <laughs> he wants to conquer the world. He's 
pulling U.S. troops out of Syria, which, by the way, I think is a bad idea. I agree. I agree. And now you're you're upset that he's doing that, even though your entire ideology for time immemorial has been we shouldn't be fighting wars because we're terrorists and we're murdering um, indigenous peoples and we supported Barack Obama, yay, when we evacuated Iraq under the exact same rationale, but now this is terrible. And General Mattis, who used to be a bloodthirsty, warmongering Marine, (laughs) now he is Plato. Yes. And we should never have jettisoned his wise counsel. These people are beyond (laughs) shameless. They are. Did you know we even had troops in Syria? Yes. I didn't. I was not aware that we had 2,000 troops in Syria. Yeah. Prior to this all coming out. I did not know that. I mean, I knew we had uh, strikes. And there's a whole host of reasons why this is bad. Because, again, the vacuum principle also applies. And who are we now leaving this to? Russia Mm. and Iran, and we're abandoning the Kurds. And there's a whole host of things we can talk about that I think this is a very bad idea. Well, the Kurds, for me, is is the – I don't know if that's the number one reason. It's not the number one reason. The number one reason reason is – Because I think think Bush won, failed the Kurds in 1991. And I think we're doing it again. And – you, you can't keep screwing with these people and expect them to trust you in the future. It's, it's no, a bad but policy. Again, something always fills the vacuum. Yes. What is most logically going to fill the vacuum and whose interest does our oh, pullback serve? Oh, always Russia. All of the people. <laughs> again, I've been assured that the Red Menace is, dead. is now. No, not dead. It's not dead. It's no. our mortal enemy. It's, it never left. We just thought it did because they had oligarchs who were corrupt. So, again, here's the thing. I'm more than content. In fact, I will agree with someone who says this policy is very misguided, but I will not listen to any of the people. This means anyone who writes for the New York Times or the Washington <laughs> Post or any Democrat in Washington who is saying this is a terrible thing. Well, no, no. Just one second ago, you were all for every single policy. This you should be up on a chair yep. with a kazoo celebrating. Be thrilled. But you're not. It was done by Hitler. Well, and that's, and that's isolationist Hitler now. But anything Trump does is wrong. That's right. That's the that's all the mantra you have to take. Whether he's wrong or not, he's always wrong because he's Trump. Not because the policy is wrong. Not because and I think this is wrong, but not because of anything he does. It's because he is, and that's it. Period. So that's how, that's the lens I take things yeah. through, and that's sad or sad or wrong. That's what I think. Anything about. else happen? I don't know. Do you think anything else happened? Um. Occasional Cortex got seated today. Yeah. She's already causing problems. She's throwing fits. and She's a lot of fodder for me. I, I find her interesting. Well. But not in a positive way. Just to, it's, it's, it's now, it's now kind of a sad. Like she's to be pitied. Well. Right? She, I mean, yeah. she's, she's, she's entertaining, but it's almost, it's just too much. How it's about just, Nancy Pelosi having the children come up and <laughs> uh, she got swore. Now, again. Oh. And, and we're going to see. Listen, we're going to see a lot, a lot. Children theater is coming. Well, she said, "I'm proud to be a female speaker of the house." I'm like, "You were already female speaker of the house. What, right. what, what's different now? Got the children. Um, the fact that she had the children up there makes no sense to me whatsoever. I don't know what she was trying to get across. Uh, she's got an agenda. She barely. She did win the election. I didn't know the speaker had to take an oath. I thought they all took an oath to be in Congress. 
is another oath. I guess. Do you have to take it again? Like, if we take it three times, does that make you really right. mean it this time? Well, it's the extra super secret. It's the oath. same oath. I don't understand. So I don't know. Did you, re- did you resign your seat and take the speaker's seat? So that makes it a different oath, and we've got to. I mean, was, I guess what we're, we're waiting for now is we're, we're going to quickly move into, you know, impeachment uh, Lollapalooza. Well, I think that's going to be fun for them. But it's not really going to – it's going to dominate the news, right? It, you're going to hear about it constantly. Oh, yes, impeachment. Here it comes. Jerry Nadler is frothing right. at the mouth. That's not going to mean anything. Well, and then, you know, Mueller is eventually going to dump his 700-page report that will have all sorts of adjectives that say, you know, Donald Trump was seen with Natasha. And- Do you know how long the, the, Iran, the Iran-Contra special counsel lasted? Oh, a long time. I Eight guess. years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're complaining about Mueller's being almost two years, eight years of Iran-Contra. I didn't realize it lasted that long. I mean, I remember the hearings in the 86, but I don't remember things past that. But this was eight years. I, Mueller got to get to the point here. Why? Got to get, get to the point. There is no there, point. Well, that's the problem. You There is nothing to get. End it. Just end no. it. There's nothing to get. It, it, he can't end it. I mean, because he that's part of his problem is that he has nothing. So now it's, you know, Stormy Daniels didn't work. Now, now where are we investigating? The, I, I can't even remember. Where where have we spiraled off to now? Well, Cohen's um, been, I don't think Cohen's been sentenced yet, has he? Uh, and he again, got, what, he well, what does Cohen years? have to do with anything? Nothing. Again, nothing what, what's, are, what's the predicate of the Mueller investigation? Collusion. Michael Cohen <laughs> paying collusion. off mistresses well, on behalf so, of Donald Trump before he was president? Is it not Facebook? That we should be more concerned about? Yeah, sure. I mean, Facebook came out. They, they they did not allow you to turn stuff off. They were selling your data after explicitly saying they weren't. No. They were giving access to How could they? different companies. They they let Apple not let you turn it off. It, that seems to be okay, but this is bad. This is somehow bad. We've told it before. I'm so sick and tired of this Russian collusion thing. Nobody's vote was changed by anything the Russians did, unless you can show me they hacked into the the computers for at, polls. At this point, nothing changed. At this point, everybody knows this is a farce. Other than you know, other than the then tin why foil we hat. any money on it well, at all? Because it's it's purely a political then, charade then, that must continue. Because look, Mueller knows who he serves. Yeah. He knows what's expected of him, and he's got nothing. And he will eventually write, you know, again a, a war and peace tome with all sorts of. Uh, innuendo, oh and my. this was very disturbing, and, and Donald Trump was surrounded by many people who who could locate Russia on a map and have actually <laughs> have actually played Russian drinking games. And Paul Manafort, yes, very very bad. He he did all sorts of which, he did all sorts of things relating to tax evasion because of his but status. Has nothing to do with Russian. Yeah, collusion. nothing. Well, that's okay. Nothing. That's okay. I mean, it's it's close enough. Good enough for government work. But it, we've spent seventy trillion dollars or whatever they've you know whatever ridiculous amount that they've paid him and his team of partisans um, to do what? To, He's an honest man. I've heard people say yes, time and again. Yes. He's an honest man. He would not do this if there wasn't something there to. You get. know, I will tell you very quickly. One of the things that has consistently bothered me. Uh, just because I think it's it's an outrage is is the whole what what was done to Michael Flynn. I agree. Um, now look, Michael Flynn. You may hear me. He's admitted. He's admitted that he lied. He lied to the FBI. Okay, yeah, you're right. That, he pled anyway. that he lied to the FBI. Um, I'm not at all convinced that that was actually. I think that was also a lie. Meaning, 
He made a decision to take that plea because Bob Mueller and his pipe hitters had made it clear, I'm going to bankrupt you and I'm going after your son. So you're either going to agree to this process crime or this is never going to end. The process is the punishment. Here's the thing I want you to remember because if you read the more – and there's articles still coming out about this. Michael Flynn was interviewed by the FBI when he was called by – He was the incoming national security advisor. Mm -hmm. He's completely entitled as part of that transition to be talking to heads of state of every stinking government in the world, including, yes, dun, dun, (laughs) dun, Russia. In fact, that's probably one of the first conversations you're going to want to have. Andrew McCabe, who, by the way, let's remember Andrew McCabe, who has been proven to have lied under oath to the FBI. Yeah. Okay. Andrew McCabe at that time calls up Flynn and says, Hey, listen, I'd like to send over a couple of our, our G men. Yeah. G-men. Listen, it's a friendly conversation. We're just going to, you know, chat about the drapes, whatever. <laughs> Comey, McCabe's boss at the time, right? Dudley do right. Has said they completely, uh, Circum- circumvented normal FBI procedures, taking advantage of an incoming administration that they thought were buffoons, because mm-hmm. normally there's no way that would not have gone through White House counsel. We don't know. You don't need no lawyers. Listen, Mike, we're just going to have a chat. Now, remember as well, <laughs> what are they actually talking to him about? No, no suspected crime whatsoever. They also send these guys over already having the transcripts from his conversations with Kislyak, which is supposedly, remember Sally Yates? Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it's a violation of the Logan Act. That's mm. the act that we had, no one's been charged under for 7,000 years. It's never actually been used to prosecute <laughs> anyone. And he's the acting national security advisor, not acting, incoming, right. doing everything he's supposed to do. And we know what he said. We've reviewed it. There's nothing there at all that's a crime. But we still want to talk to you mm-hmm. just to see maybe if we can figure out if you lied. They talked to him without a lawyer present. The agents, this is according to Comey's sworn testimony, initially say, we don't think he lied. Now, who's one of the agents? Peter Strzok. Remember Peter Strzok? He's the guy who's having the affair, who says he hates Trump a thousand times and we need a security policy. He's also the guy that was spearheading the Hillary non-investigation, rabid partisan, hates Trump, sent sent to interview Flynn. And Strzok says, I don't think he lied. There's a 302 that's issued. The 302 is the FBI summary of an interview. There's another 302 from the other guy who's now apparently in, I don't know, a holding pen in <laughs> off the grid. Yeah. The other agent, because I want to talk to that guy. Yeah. Did you think he was lying? How come we don't have your 302? That's so we have Strzok 302. And then suddenly, as Mueller gets involved, oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. We, we've decided yeah, he, he did lie. Do we even know what he allegedly lied about? No. We, we do not. We actually we have the 302. We also know that when they were talking to him ostensibly about, we were concerned about links with Russia <laughs> and the fact that you met in Gorky Park with a briefcase <laughs> with someone in a fez. They didn't ask him any questions about any of that stuff. You know what they asked him about? A whole bunch of questions about are you planning on rolling back the Obama administration's sanctions? Now, mm. here's the question, Chad. This is a counterintelligence 
investigation. We've repeatedly emphasized this. A 302, by the way, is a summary that is normally only used in criminal investigations. This is not a criminal investigation. It relates to a foreign power. So the 302 doesn't even belong in this context. Moreover, um, why are you as the FBI asking the incoming NSA, again, the FBI, we investigate crimes Mm -hmm. about the outgoing administration's policies? A little strange, isn't it? Are you supposed to be injecting yourself between geopolitical policy disputes between are, are, you're not going to you didn't talk about rolling back those sanctions, did you? Because, you know, Barack Obama thinks that those are very, very good. Yes, very We're important. concerned that if you would do something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. this whole thing is corrupt to mm-hmm. the core. Well, and, the, no, the and, transcripts were not obtained correctly either. No, well, that's the other thing. The, the they were court. leaked. They were leaked. That's a felony. By mm-hmm. the way, Bob Mueller. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to his Wyatt Earp badge, is sworn guy. he's going to investigate any and all sure. misdeeds, crimes, sure. misdemeanors, bad acts that flow out of his unending, so the undefined becomes, investigation. So they had the transcript. They know what it said. Why, legitimately, why would any office or any from, from the Department of Justice even bother that's the point. Him that's, if they already knew that what was is in the, the transcript. point. There was no legitimate justification for the interview. It was done under false pretenses with the questions they were asking him had nothing to do even do with Mueller's investigation. And the only reason they the now, this, agents, this predates Mueller's investigation. Just that's be clear. That's true. But the that when they decided mm-hmm. that he lied. That was Mueller's team that made that call, even though the original agents said, according to Comey, we don't think he lied. And here's the thing. A lot of people think, well, wait a minute. Either he lied or he didn't. No, no, because it's completely up to a prosecutor to decide whether you, in fact, have (laughs) intentionally lied or not. You might have misremembered. Guess what? Hillary and her cronies happen to misremember a whole bunch of things. (laughs) But in the estimation of James Comey, those weren't really lies. Yes. So this idea that it's a black and white call on whether you've lied or you haven't lied, no. And it's very clear because mm-hmm. the original the agents originally didn't think he lied at all. So then there should have been nothing there. There's nothing, nothing. They have destroyed this man. They have bankrupted him. They have he's taken a plea deal solely because he was being essentially extorted into doing so. I have no doubt about that mm-hmm. for nothing. And why? Because he was one of the most vocal critics of the Obama administration coming in, not only in their foreign policy, but in particular Mm -hmm. in the NSA, the CIA, and the FBI. And you know what? Clapper and Brennan and the whole crew decided you're going to be a pelt on the wall. I don't really care about your politics. I don't care about your party affiliation. Anyone who reads what happened to this guy, Mm -hmm. okay, who again – he was he was doing stuff in Turkey and he didn't properly register. Okay, I get it. He wasn't committing treason. He actually served this country honorably. And the Turkey stuff, while he probably should have filled out the proper form, was not while he was in his military capacity. Correct. And it was before he was affiliated with the Trump campaign. So one should have nothing to do with the other. This is a Kafkaesque railroading of a guy so, just because they could. So why didn't Trump just pardon him? I don't know. Period. And, and I don't Save know. Save him all the money. I think the reason Boom. is, you know why? Here's why. Because politically, because again, the Russia collusion fairy tale, there's no way he could have done that without immediately having everything go thermonuclear. What would they do differently, though? What would Mueller have 
stopped investigating? No. No. Would the con- but, would they stop doing impeachment? No. But there's no advisor in the world at that stage who is going to say, now listen, I still hope he pardons him now. Pardon him right this second. Judge Sullivan never gets to see him again. We're done. Bomb. Done. Because you're right. This guy got screwed what over I, by the What system. I would like to see, and you're right, I'd like to see is Donald Trump come out. And the problem is Trump is incapable of making this case, right? Have somebody come out, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, say, listen, here, lay this out. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. They've got nothing. They interviewed him under false pretenses. They, they didn't think he lied. There's nothing in the transfer. That even what, what is the lie? I yeah. guess the lie was, well, you, you told Pence, you misled Pence. Yeah. You spoke. Okay, but here's the thing. So he got fired is the for F- that. Is the, but exactly. Is the FBI to be investigating lies politicians tell to other politicians? No. Or, uh, they're going to be very busy. Well, very, very busy. It's an HR issue. It's not a federal court issue. It enrages me because the people that actually should be prosecuted. Remember, at the same time, they're ignoring the fact that McCabe has lied admittedly lied under oath. Mm-hmm. Flynn wasn't even under oath. No. no, I get it. You don't get to lie to federal investigators. And he got I'm not convinced fired. that he lied at all. I am not convinced at all that he lied. I'm convinced they made up something to make him plead to. Maybe it was his son. Maybe it was the bankruptcy. Maybe it was both. Whatever it is, he pled to something, so they got him. And now he's helping out with the prosecution. He, do- I don't think he knows anything. I don't think Cohen knows anything. I don't think Manafort we knows know anything. We know that they don't know anything. You know how we know that? Is because if you read the indictment, Nothing's been charged at anything related to this. Exactly. It's all the other things he did. Now, and that's why I used to love. For two years, we heard, oh, no, it, it's coming. M- Mueller knows. Of course not. Here's the thing. When you actually charge people that are part of a cons- alleged conspiracy, which is what it is, you have to make the small fish plead to their participation in the conspiracy. It doesn't work where you say, oh, no, no, no. Listen, it's all, he's got it all. It's yeah. going to come out later. Yeah. They're going to they're flip. flip. Flip to do what? Yeah. Nothing. You've already Who is the guy that was the impetus, the impetus for all of this insanity? Who's Steel. the guy? Steel. No, no. I mean, the, the, the original patient zero, red menace colluder number one that spurred the FISA warrant. Well, that would be Carter him. Page. Well, yeah, nothing's Has happened to him. Has Carter Page been charged with anything? No. Nothing. I read something today that they, they believe the Steele dossier was put together solely to Trump to, to stick up Trump, to get him get him to this point. Michael it was Isikoff, made up. Michael Isakoff, who was the reporter that initially used the the, the feedback loop. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna rely on the reporter who reported on the dossier, and then we're gonna use that. Has already now come out and said, yeah, uh, actually, pretty much nothing in the dossier has been verified, and most of it's probably false. Uh, the, the formulation is always, it hasn't been disproven. Oh, is that, that how it works? works? Never worked in this country that way. You before. have not disproven that yes. you do not sacrifice. This is not the British to, version. It, right, you're, you're innocent until proven. Steel has admitted. Steel has admitted in. We've we talked about this. Steel's admitted in discovery because again, once he gets sued, uh oh, now you got to actually put up or shut up. Yeah, that's raw, raw, unverified bologna. Yeah, I don't I know what it, it is, and yet well, we're still. Flynn's being been prosecuted under made up FISA warrant to get the transcripts to even talk to him. Manafort obviously was a bad guy, but it has nothing to do with the. Manafort's a crook. Yeah, that, that's he's a crook. Totally different he discussion. made he made hundreds of millions of dollars. Cohen's as a sleaze ball, but that doesn't make he, any collusion stick. Carter Page, no, it was at Yiannopoulos, uh, not Yiannopoulos, uh, Papadoulos, Pap- Papadopoulos, Papadopoulos, Papadoulos, Papa John. He's in jail right now. Papadopoulos is in jail right now 
For what? So you you started this by saying, but again, they, they will not they will not relinquish the fantasy. Uh, it doesn't matter. It ne- the facts never mattered. This is simply their narrative. And again, we're at the point now where it's pathetic because all everyone it's kind of you know that we know that that you know that we know. It's all it's all fraud. No, yeah. no one believes it. No. It doesn't matter. But we're still going through the motions, right? Like it matters. Like it's real. I, it just it frustrates me, and I agree with you. Flynn should never have been prosecuted for this. It's ridiculous. He should have been fired because he lied to Penn. Yeah, sure. And he was fired. That's where it should have ended. He should have gone all of his life doing something else. That's all we got. You got anything else? Oh man, we, we, wanna... this was uh, this is way too much already. Tomlin should be fired. <laughs> At the worst, Keith Butler should be fired because he's a lousy defensive coordinator. I think the Steelers win the Super Bowl and give up 30 points, and you're going to say Keith Butler should be fired. No, no, no. If they win the Super Bowl, I'll accept that they won the Super Bowl. They didn't win the Super Bowl. This team underperformed. Underperformed based on the talent level. They did not beat teams they should have beaten, and Tomlin keeps it close all the time. We'll see you next year with the same as the world turns characters. Here's the thing. I liked Bill Cowher. I was sad when Bill Cowher left because I thought he did a good job. You like Bill Cowher? I did. I did. I liked Bill Cowher from the time they he had, retired. They had, I mean, he won a Super Bowl, but they had a bunch of mediocre seasons. And I agree. And I, I'm, 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 I never called for Bill Cowher. You liked fired. the cut of his jib. Yes, and I liked the spit from his jaw. Because he, he ran a tight ship. Well, the players respected him, but he was an authority figure. Tomlin is not an authority figure. Tomlin's one of the guys. Yep. And unfortunately, when he started coaching, he was younger than a lot of the guys. Uh-huh. And that's not great when you're a coach. You've got to have some respect, and he didn't have it. So The whole gang is going to be back, and we'll have more Butler's similar gone. rants. I say Butler's gone for sure. All right, maybe he, so he's the sacrificial lamb. Everyone else, be. everyone of the divas. Joey Porter's gone. Everyone of the malcontents, they're all yeah. back. Sadly, you're right. The malcontents and the divas will be back. Ben's talking about an extension. I'm like, oh, please. Yep. Just this is more. This is more tirades next year for you. This will yeah. be excellent. But if you throw for five thousand yards and you don't make the playoffs, is it really? Can you really say it was a good season? Did it actually happen? Can you really say it actually happened? Well, it happened, but can you really <laughs> say it should have happened? I don't know. That's all I got. We'll see. Major if, damage on our return. We, we will see if Tony's Chargers can pull one out against the hated Ravens. I will never root for the Ravens. Uh, I will never root for the Ravens. I take that back. If they can help the Steelers get into the playoffs, I will root for the Ravens. But I never root for them at this point. We'll see. Or there, there, there may be a rant next week. We'll have to see. Yeah. The Raiders aren't in. You don't have to rant. Uh, that's true. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. This has been a Hannah Tree production.